Welcome to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Joyous conversations about what the afterlife evidence and modern science combine to tell us is true about our one reality. You have nothing to fear. You are eternal and you are perfectly loved. Knowing the truth changes everything. Now, here's Roberta. Welcome to Seek Reality. I'm Roberta Grimes and I'm delighted that you're with us today. You know, you and I are privileged to live in a period of awakening that is no less profound than the Renaissance of the 15th and 16th centuries. And one of the biggest of the changes that are going to come from the pending understanding that our brains do not, do not generate our minds, but instead all our minds are part of the same mind that continuously manifests this universe. One of the biggest results to come from that understanding will be the advent and perfection of what is called energetic medicine. Can your mind make you sick? Oh, yes, it can. And can your mind heal you? Yes, it can do that too, wonderfully. We've had a couple of energy healers as Seek Reality guests in recent months because this field fascinates me. Knowing the power of the mind as I do and the fact that each of, of us is inextricably part of that vast quantum eternal mind, I know that it has to work. This has to be something that works. Jesus talked about it. I'm sure sure it's true. And in fact, the great quantum biologist, Bruce Lipton, who wrote The Biology of Belief, love this guy, he estimates that energy healing is at least 100 times more effective than is chemical healing. So, wow, I want to know a lot more about this topic than I do now. And today I've invited the noted psychic and medical intuitive Julie Ryan to join us. I don't know much about how Julie works, but I only know that she's a leader in this field, and I love it. I love it when you and I get can learn from a guest together. I'm not an expert in this either. Julie's talents are astonishing, but based upon what we know about consciousness, we can call them entirely explainable. Here's some of the things she could do. Julie can sense what medical conditions and illnesses a person has. She can facilitate energetic healings. She can communicate with spirits, access past lives, remove ghosts from buildings, and she even can sense people's impending death. Isn't that amazing? Her book on a related subject is called Angelic Attendance. What really happens as we transition from this life into the next? I'm in the process of reading it now. You know, afterlife researchers understand the death and transition process extremely well from this side. But Julie has studied it from the spiritual side. So we're going to have her back later to talk about that. Julie does a podcast, too, that's called Ask Julie Ryan, and it's heard in more than 100 countries throughout the world. And she's a businesswoman. She's an inventor. She's a serial serial entrepreneur. That's better than being some other kinds of serial things you could be, but but that's that's what she is. Her surgical device inventions are sold globally, and she tells us she's founded nine companies in five different industries. So we have a lot to talk about. Wow. Wow, you're very talented. Welcome, Julie. It's great to have you with us today. Thanks so much. What a delight to be with you. I'm a fan. I'm a fan of yours for a long time. So it, it's you, a thrill. Just, we just say that. I didn't know I had any fans. I've been a fan now. I love that. I love that. Yeah. I, you know, I, I'm like a, a member of the Roberta Fan Club, and it's just oh. a thrill to be able to be a guest on your show. Julie, you are so sweet to say that. I don't know what to say. Consider yourself hugged. 
Now, first, I want to know more about your history. I've, there's I've, Because I've started reading your book, I've got some of it. But you've had quite one of the most interesting lives, I think, of anybody we've had as a guest. And, and you say that your medical and psychic skills are learned. You insist on th- that they're learned. But clearly, from what you've said in your book, you have some natural ability in this area, right? No, I I allow for her to tell people I'm a businesswoman and an inventor who learned how to do woo-woo. And I'm a buffet of psychicness because I think you have to have fun with it. And you I have to have fun with it. You know my book, what my books are called? The Fun of Dying was the first one. Now, that to me sums up how we should live our lives, right? Absolutely. Well, and, and our spirits are pure love and joy. So, you know, yes. woo-woo is supposed to be fun. It certainly is supposed to be fun. Well, so how did you get started in doing all this? Well, the, the other fun thing that I say you'll love this is I tell people, I'm not one of those psychics who's had dead people chasing her since childhood. Or if I did, I didn't know it, let alone what I would have done with it. I like that. Yeah. But you've yeah. had some inst- some sort of instincts or, or clues about things, right? I mean, it was there was a little more going on maybe than, than you're willing to allow. Or, or Do you have people in your family who have these kinds of talents? No, no, no. They all thought I was nuts when I started doing this stuff. <laughs> no, no. And I, and I think we're yes. all we're all born with intuitive capabilities, and we've all had instances, and that's what you're alluding to that you read about in my book, where yes. you just have a feeling that something's not right, yes. or you think of somebody, and then all of a sudden they they call you out of the blue, or they text you or send you an email and you say, oh my gosh, I was just thinking of you. What a coincidence. Well, no coincidences in life. So I think we all have the ability to do that. And it's, it's learning to reawaken that ability and also enhance it. And that's what I teach. I teach a class on, on how to do all this stuff that I do. People from all walks of life and all over the world take it. You got to speak English. But uh, scientists and housewives and construction workers and, I mean, all walks of life. And, and they, they learn to do what I do. I teach them. So that's that's a very important point. We are all somewhat psychic. I love I love that you've said that. But now many people actually ask me, they say, I think I've got a little psychic ability. Teach me how to do it. They say to me, like, I'm the last person who should try to teach anybody to do what I can't do myself. But you do teach it then. I do. Yeah. I say what I teach is postdoctoral level because it's it's. Being able to reach a super high vibrational level and then you're in collective consciousness, which sounds really hippy dippy, but that's what it is, universal yes. consciousness. Right. And and it I use the analogy, Roberta, of if I can teach someone to read, they can learn whatever they want that's available in the written word. Likewise, if I can teach someone to communicate with spirit and to validate the information they're getting, and it's very easy to do. Once you reach a super high vibrational level, if I could teach someone to communicate with spirit, they have access to universal intelligence so they can do medical stuff. They can talk to deceased loved ones. They can talk to Napoleon or Mother Teresa or Moses or whoever Oh, they want. my goodness. They can yeah. communicate uh-huh. with 
a person's spirit that's attached to a body. Aborigines and and indigenous cultures from around the world have been doing that for millennia. They've been communicating telepathically. Um, You can communicate with pets. You can scan pets medically. You can do past life stuff. I mean, you're tapped into universal intelligence and any entity that you want to with whom you want to have a conversation you think of them and it tunes our satellite dish head to their frequency <laughs> every spirit has their own frequency right and it's like tuning a station on the radio in the car you know you click you click 97.4 and you've got jazz and you click 102.3 and you've got classical music it's the same thing every spirit has a frequency every thought has a frequency well talk, talk about these classes i'm sure they're online right you, you, they are you, we, okay. we do them four saturdays in a row two hours and they are done live online we're in a virtual conference room on zoom and uh it's just remarkable and we cover all this stuff and we have a private facebook page and we have a a group that gets together once a month of graduates i started this uh february of 2019 it came as a result of a client in south africa saying can you teach me how to do this stuff and i said yeah and i believe so and then i Checked with my spirit guide, who's a dead Pope, who you read about in my book, Pope Pius yes. Sixth, and I said to him, "Am and, and, I?" And you, you, you said there was a Pope Clement, and he said I was a sixth, for heaven's sake. I know, and he was—he was, he, he was on my on my case trying to get me to write this book about what happens as we're dying because it's been so bastardized and people are so afraid of it, and we're surrounded yeah. by angels and deceased loved ones. So, anyways. I said to Pope Clement, am I, am I supposed to do this? And, and it's hilarious, Roberta. He always shows up with his whole Pope outfit on, the hat, the whole nine I can't yards. believe it. I, 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 <laughs> I said to him, Clement, I know who you are. You don't have to wear the hat. And he said, it's just what I do. I think okay. Well, I mean, because I also have a had a major prior life um, guide, and he doesn't even look like he looked in that lifetime. He wants, he does not want me even to talk about who he was, which I find is kind of. But they're people, aren't they? They're just people like the rest of us. Only they have a different place to live and a different job now. So some of them want to live in that prior life, and some really don't want to be attached to it. I think that's so fascinating. Well, I, my take on it is that we live many, many, many lifetimes, and uh, the spirit guides show up looking and talking about the lifetime that they live that correlates the most with what we're exploring at any given time. Yeah, but I wish he would do that, but he doesn't do that either. Yeah. They're so unique, which is part of why this is – I mean, there's so many reasons that what we do is so much fun. But, it is. But I really want to get into this. So, but tell me, what 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 is a medical intuitive? What do you? How would you define that that term? I had never heard that term before, and I'd been in the hospital supply business for a couple decades at that point. And I I read Carolyn Mace's book called Anatomy of the Spirit, and she called herself a medical intuitive. And I thought, what the heck is that? What the heck, right? Yeah, and she describes herself as someone who uses energy to help diagnose medical conditions. So, okay, fine. So I read her book, and I wanted to know more. And then I I found Barbara Brennan's book, Hands of Light. She's a former NASA physicist who's 
parlayed complicated quantum physics principles and concepts into understandable language for the non-scientific mind. That would be me. And uh, she uses these energy fields to help facilitate healing. And I wanted to know more. And so I called her school and I said, do you have anybody in my area who's a graduate that's teaching this stuff? And lo and behold, she did. So I studied with my mentor for six years and spent the equivalent of going to medical school, tens of thousands of dollars. And, uh, and so now I can connect with anybody anywhere in the world. I do it all day, every day. And even on the weekends, because I have friends and family that are texting me going, can you check this out? Oh, my goodness. Uh, Every time people, you could do this, apparently, because then they want you to do it all the time. I have had two people in the last week, friends and a husband of a dear friend who was on his way to the hospital in the emergency squad. And she's going, hey, can you scan Dan and tell me what's going on? Really? And, wow. And so I did. And uh, and so I'm able to think I'm a human MRI, Roberta. All right, let's get this. You are sitting in your office and you you're someone calls and says, can you scan this person who's and gives you a name? Well, in this case, my girlfriend, Sherry, was in um, she was in New Hampshire because her mother's dying. So I was talking with her anyways, off and on over the past few weeks because her mother's dying and I could identify what phase of transition her mother was in. And um, so she I got a text from her that was frantic on a Saturday night. And she said, can you scan Dan? He's you know, he's he's numb on the left side of his body. So I immediately connected with Dan. I'm in Birmingham, Alabama. Dan's in New Orleans. Sherry's in New Hampshire on the phone with me. And I said, he's got a brain bleed. He needs to go to the hospital now. He needs to call the squad. And she said, well, he's going to take an Uber. And I said, "Uh uh-uh. First of all, we don't know who's receiving patients. Second of all, we don't know where they're diverting him to. He needs to be in the squad. You have him call 911. So she did. And he did. And um, they got him in the hospital and, and got him taken care of. But I could see exactly where the brain bleed was. I told him, I said, tell him that it's in this part of your brain and and uh, they did and they did an MRI and the rest is history. And then I had another friend a couple of days ago that went, that is in Columbus, Ohio. And her husband called me, he said, Beth's in the squad, you know, check her out, see what's going on. She was on her way to the emergency room at Ohio State University Hospital and, and she was having chest pain. And so I was able to see what was going on in her arteries and they, they took her in for a, um, you know, a, a heart cath. She was in the cath lab. When, when so, you say you could see, now, yeah. are you seeing into his body mm-hmm. yeah. or her body? And mm-hmm. does it look like an MRI or, or X-ray? Is that that kind mm-hmm. of a two-dimensional yeah. you're seeing? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can see when I scan somebody that's had a heart catheterization. I can, I can see how many stents they've had put in if they have stents. Yeah, it's like I'm a hum, it's like I'm a human MRI. And I've you're not even in that. the same state with this person. Oh, no. I can be anywhere. I can be 40,000 feet in the air on a plane, or they can be. It doesn't I matter. <laughs> I find this is so amazing. But, the, but yeah. again, it's perfectly reasonable that you would be able to do this. We understand why and how this is possible. It's just a little amazing all the same. But you're well, used to it by now. 
Well, I am because I've been doing it for, gosh, going on 30 years, but I, I full time really for the past, I sold my medical, de- my surgical device manufacturing company in 2015. And I still have a couple of businesses running, but I do this, this medical intuitive and woo woo work uh, most days, all day. This is perfectly scientific to me. Yeah, it well, really it's is. Though. But it is. <laughs> but it, it is woo-woo, and it, absolutely. I mean, you know, I have doctors call me, Roberta, where um, I've worked with one of their patients, and I, I not only can, can identify and diagnose what's going on, but as soon as that happens, then there's some type of energetic healing that immediately commences. And it can take the form of something getting added, something getting removed. I watch procedures energetically all the time that emulate what I saw in operating rooms and other departments of the hospital for all those years I was in that business. And sometimes I see healings that utilize methodologies and devices that haven't been invented yet. But nevertheless, I I watch these healings happen, and it's certainly spirit working through me and in conjunction with me. It's not right. me doing it. No, that's and, absolutely right. Yes. Right. I, I, and, that makes sense. And so I've, I've had doctors over the years not only refer patients to me, but many, many patients. But I also have had doctors call me and say, okay, what are you doing with my patient, and how does this stuff work? Because... They will have had a diseased kidney, perhaps, on a scan, and then they go in a month later, and the kidney is, is either looks like it's a brand-new kidney, which I see generated all the time, new organs energetically, but or, some, or it's healed in rapid speed, and the docs are going, okay, wait a minute. I've even had, I've even had clients where the doctors have ordered multiple scans because the scans don't match what it looked like a month ago. And they're going, okay, what's what's up with this? Okay, well so yeah. you're you're saying that your healing starts right after you've done the scan. You you immediately. Yeah. Okay. So it isn't something you turn on and off. Um Oh yeah. My abilities. Yeah. yeah but I mean is it off. is it too just trying to put us in that room with you. So it's yeah. two different abilities, but it happens. You, you, once you figure out that he has a problem with his, he has kidney stones, something, mm-hmm. then you immediately start working on healing that problem. It's like I'm watching a movie in my head, more like Roberta. So it's like I connect with their, it's my spirit connecting with their spirit anywhere. And I scan people all over the world, Japan, Greece, Iceland. I mean, it don't matter. Where, wherever they are. And I, I watch a laser beam come from my body. And when I say I watch and I see, it's in my mind's eye. My eyes of are course. closed. And of I'm course. watching this stuff in my mind's eye. And I, I watch it go directionally. Like if I'm scanning somebody in Greece, I'll, I'll watch my laser beam cross the Atlantic and go across Europe and end up in Athens or wherever it Good is in Greece they are. <laughs> And then... And then I will, the energy always goes where it's most needed first. So let's say somebody's got kidney stones, per your example. The energy is going to go to their kidneys. I'm going to see the kidney stones. I'm going to immediately, then it will be like in a movie. The next scene will be the stones getting pummeled. And then I'll watch them get irrigated. And then I'll watch them leave the body in powder. And, you know, that's just an example of. So, so oh, that somebody yeah. has kidney stones, you can break them up and get them out of the body. Did it uh, last year? We were with friends in Florida in a restaurant, 
the the husband of the couple with whom we were dining was having a kidney stone attack. They called the squad and, and he has had many kidney stone attacks. I mean, he knew what was going on. I pummeled the daylights out of him by the time he got to the ER and they got him scanned. He didn't have any kidney stones. Oh, how embarrassing for him. Oh, my no, goodness. All that fuss for nothing. No, it was great. It was great because he didn't I, have I, to have I, any procedures done. Yes, yes. But that, but that's still amazing nonetheless and not something I'm sure that the hospital has seen every day. So a little hard for him to explain. But now you do also can see cancer. When people have a cancer, you can yeah, see yeah. that? Oh, yeah. I see it metastasized. Oftentimes I can see tumors and metastasized cancer before it shows up on the scans. And I've had several clients throughout the years say, yeah, I'll say, okay, it's metastasized to your left lung. And I'm, and then I'll encapsulate it and remove it. And then we'll do a DNA healing, which those are fascinating. I'll tell you about that in a minute. And they'll say, no, no, I had a PET scan and it's not showing up there. And then I'll uh, get a call from them maybe a couple months later, an email, and I'll say, you were right. It just hadn't shown up on the PET scan yet. You were right. Oh, my goodness. So someone has a cancer, and mm-hmm. you you are able then to remove the cancer mm-hmm. and heal them. Right. So how that works is, as I mentioned, it's spirit working through me and with me. Certainly, I'm a, an integral part of the healing. Of course. And the healing will happen on the energetic level, and then it will it will integrate into the human body and they may see uh, a healing with a difference of symptoms immediately. It may take days, weeks, months. There may be some kind of adjunct care that is needed, like change in diet or physical therapy or chiropractic or even surgery or whatever. And then um, the healing is always going to be integrated into the body based on the spirit, how the spirit wants to integrate. It's always the person's spirit's prerogative to utilize the healing to facilitate whatever it is they want to experience in this lifetime. And and so with any kind of healing, whether it's allopathic medicine, you know, you go to the orthopedic surgeon and he's going to try and fix your broken hip by putting a new hip in. It's always you can have the best surgeon on the planet and everything goes perfectly in the operating room. And there's some glitch or there's some complication or the surgery doesn't work well or the patient's still in pain or whatever. And that's all part of that patient's spirit's prerogative of what they want to explore and experience. But the healings happen on the energetic level. And it's quite remarkable what, (laughs) you know, what the, the um, results can be. My goodness. I'm really impressed. This is amazing. Did, have you ever been in a situation where you, you could see there was a problem, but you didn't, you felt you couldn't deal with it or it was hard to handle or I mean, are there degrees of difficulty in what you do? No, uh, I, I believe if I'm seeing it and I'm watching a healing, then I'm supposed, I'm the messenger I'm supposed to convey. I don't edit anything I get because I believe who in the heck am I to decide what you need to hear or not hear. If I'm seeing it, I'm supposed to share that. I don't, I just don't think that's ethical. I also won't scan anybody without their permission. 
frequently I'll have someone say, can you scan my three-year-old for whatever? And I'll, even if it's a baby, I will telepathically ask that person's permission. And oftentimes I get it, but little kids, oftentimes I don't get it. And I I can scan them, but I won't because it's an ethical thing. I believe that's an invasion of privacy. I can communicate with their spirit about what's going on and what their symptoms are. And I don't have a problem with that ethically, Roberta, because I believe the spirit's not going to tell us anything it doesn't want us to know. Yeah, of course. I don't have a problem with that. But as far as I I believe this comes under HIPAA. You know, I'm not going to look at somebody's <laughs> x-ray without their permission. Apply to what you do? Oh, yeah, absolutely. HIPAA applies oh. to medical intuitive. Absolutely. Oh, because I think it's, I just think it's an invasion of privacy otherwise. Yep. And, and so, um, no, I, everything can be healed. I've never seen anything that can't be healed. Oftentimes, People will say, well, um, you did a healing on my 98-year-old grandmother and she died the following week. Well, okay, that goes into that spirit's prerogative. And sometimes death is the healing. That's true. That's a very good point. Mm -hmm. Exactly right. But you also scan pets, right? I do. Mm -hmm. Just dogs and cats or or anything? Any, Any kind of animal anywhere in the world. Yeah, 99.9999999999% of the skins that I do on humans and on pets are remote. I rarely do something in person. It's it's very, very rare. Like maybe maybe a handful of times a year. Now I'm worried about this because what if you are trying to scan someone and you kind of get the wrong person? No, I never get the wrong person. Well, how could... How could you make sure that's not happening? Because I tune my satellite dish head to the frequency <laughs> of that person. And and this is part of what I teach. When we think of someone, we immediately tune our heads, which are like big satellite dishes that receive and transmit frequencies. Yeah. And every spirit has their own frequency. And how we tune to that spirit that's frequency right. is we think of them, whether that spirit is attached to a body or not. Doesn't matter. Uh, that that's actually um, something that we, we tell people about the afterlife. People will worry, well, will I recognize my grandmother if she's going to be young there? Yes, people recognize each other energetically, and therefore it, there's no problem with recognizing the people that you love or the people you even just knew in life. So you're saying the same thing is happening when you're doing uh, healing at a distance or scanning at a distance, which makes perfect yeah. sense. Well, the other thing about the deceased, too, is that – at least in my experience, the vast majority of the time, our loved ones are going to show up in an appearance that we're going to recognize. Yes. Oh, yes. Because, when they come to the deathbed, especially. Yes. Yeah. Because that way, I, as I'm working with families who have a loved one who's dying, I can say, okay, there's this little lady and she's got on a sweater with pearl yeah. buttons on her hair. She's got white hair and it's in a bun. They'll go, oh, that's Grandma Annie. Okay, yeah, fine. Right, right. Yeah. Right. Same with the animal spirits that are there at the deathbed. And I describe what the animals look like. There was a woman who uh, I was working with her family and there were peacock spirits in the room with horses and dogs and cats and stuff. And I said, there are peacock spirits in the room. <laughs> and they said, well, she grew up in a castle in Hungary and they had peacocks on the property. Oh, and some of them she loved. Right. Wow. Well, yeah, but you know that's so random. Yes, it's a little bit random. Got, yes, you know, 
peacock spirits in their in their room as they're dying and and most of this well all the spirits that show up when someone's dying they they would have been pets at some point yeah even if they're farm animals you know they were considered to be pets by the person who's dying of course so let's talk about what it's like to be the person that is you're helping um, can, can they, are they aware that you're scanning them? Is it like there's a warm feeling in the spot or something like that? Depends on the person. Oftentimes I will have clients say, oh my gosh, I can tell, you know, you're in my right hip because it feels warm or I can feel a buzzing or I'm, um, you know, sensing that you're clearing scar tissue out of my brain matter because I can feel this pulsing in wow. my head or whatever. Wow. But I am very descriptive with my clients when I'm doing a medical intuitive session with them or a medical scan and healing because I want them to envision what I'm seeing in my mind's eye because that's going to help integrate the healing into their body. And I talk in analogies a lot, Roberta, because it gives our human minds a frame of reference for this woo-woo energy stuff that nobody knows when the heck this is. And so I use the analogy of the body is always going to follow what the brain's telling it, even if the brain doesn't believe it. And if you have ever watched a scary movie, well, you know, it's pretend, but your heart may feel like it's going to jump out of your chest. (laughs) That's right. That's why I don't watch scary movies myself. Yeah, me neither. So, but the body is always going to follow what the brain's showing it. So, and my analogies are hilarious at times. I may tell them a body part looks like a bowl of whipped cream or something crazy like that, but it's so they can immediately have a vision of what I'm seeing. And so I'm seeing it with my mind's eye. I'm talking to them at the same time and I have information being downloaded into my head and it happens very fast. And so I say, it's a superpower that we women have that we can multitask. You know, that I'm doing all these things all at once. Yes. I, in I different probably, realities. You're absolutely right. It probably is gender specific too. In Anybody who's realities. ever been a mother knows that for sure. Yeah. Okay. So, so you, all right, you have a problem. You say to this person, I'm going to solve it. The problem could be, maybe it's, I don't know, a, a problem in their hip or whatever. When the healing is happening, can they feel that happening? Well, that's what I was alluding to earlier. It depends on the person. Some people will say, okay, I can feel vibration in my right hip or or I can feel buzzing in my head and I'm telling them I'm clearing scar tissue out of your head from a car accident that you had where you had concussions. And now there's scar tissue and it's occluding your neural pathways. So I'm clearing out the scar tissue and regenerating new brain matter with stem cell energy. And they'll say, well, yeah, I can feel, you know, I can feel tingling or pulsing in my head. Everybody's different. So if someone has bad discs in their back, say, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. and I actually have a relative who has this problem. He has got three bad discs. And Mm -hmm. um, so you would reconstitute the discs then? Just did it. Just hung up with somebody in Toronto. Yeah. I mean, and half an hour ago, I had a client who had some, I told her, I said, you look like a female evil Knievel. What are you, a daredevil? I mean, her spine and her discs were just like a mess, especially on the right side. And sure enough, she was a competitive, 
championship skier in college. She's a competitive bike rider. She's been in several car accidents. So she had some degenerating discs. She had some discs that were bulging. She had some vertebrae, Roberta. I said, it looks like one of those twisted churros, you know, one of those Mexican donut things or a a pretzel stick that's twisted. And so, so we fixed that the discs that were disintegrating. uh, I watched healings where stem cell energy was added to them and it, it regenerated the discs where discs were bulging. I propped up the vertebrae so that there was enough space. We put them back in, and then I see this little netting that's applied at the end of the vertebrae to hold the disc in place. I mean, it's remarkable, the stuff that I see to see in my head. It is remarkable, and it's happening. You see it in your head, but it's happening in this body that may be halfway around the world. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm in Birmingham, Alabama. She was in Toronto. Yeah, that's pretty far away. And so she... um, could feel me in some of the areas in her body. And she had a bunch of scar tissue in her head too. And when there's scar tissue in the head, I get it out of there and regenerate the brain matter energetically because it can occlude occlude neural pathways. And when I am working with somebody that has dementia, especially Alzheimer's, their brains are full of scar tissue, full. So when I see it, I'm, I'm on that. Right away, even if they're Can you help people when they have Alzheimer's? You can help Mm -hmm. them fix their brain? All the time, yeah. Oh, my goodness. And I I communicate with them telepathically when they're no longer able to communicate with their families. So families will say, can you talk to my dad? He's had Alzheimer's for six years, and he hasn't been able to communicate for years. And dad will say, bring me a Hershey bar and a, you know, and a... National Geographic, or I want a magazine, or I want, you know, I need a pair of socks, or I need another blanket, or it's pretty remarkable what what uh, the patients will tell me they need. Same thing with patients who are dying, and they're unable to communicate, I can communicate with them at that point. (laughs) And I have had so many stories, Roberta, that were really kind of funny uh some are here's where the wool is it's in this bank at this street and it's this branch and here's the lockbox number and uh, you know that kind of thing one of my my favorite stories was about a a dentist who was very elderly and he was in intensive care for a long time and they'd taken him off life support he was just hanging on hanging on hanging on and and um, his daughter kept saying, what, what does he need? And he kept saying, I need her to file my quarterly estimated taxes. And <laughs> so worried about that. Wow. After two weeks, she finally said, I, I just don't understand. I said, just go to his house and look for the taxes and mail them if you find them. And she said, I don't even know where to look. So they're in Ohio. I'm in Alabama. And I'm talking to her dad. And I got her on the phone. And her dad said, it's in my desk, in my bedroom, left middle drawer. I said, just go to his house and see if you can find him. Sure enough, left middle drawer, check written, postage on the envelope. Oh, she, she mailed him. Smart. She mailed it, and he was dead like within a couple hours. Oh, well, well see that. Oh my goodness, that's that's a lovely story. Isn't that hilarious but, though? That on his way out, he wanted, but. Yes. But the thing, the thing was about that that we learned later was 
that she was the executor of his fairly sizable estate. And it made it so much easier on her that the taxes had a postmark on them before the death certificate was signed. Oh, wow. Bless so that's what he was holding what, on for. What, yes. What a wonderful man, though, that even A, knew that, and B, was determined that it was going to make it a little easier for her. I love that story. It's sort of in my field. I've, I've done so much estate planning as a lawyer that, yeah, I think that's that's just a delightful story. But, I guess that's why I was inspired to tell you that story. Yeah, well, I see how wonderfully we work together. So I, I'm, I'm just fascinated. You do. You really have never felt overmatched by someone's problems they physical, physical problems you never never okay so and i have scanned tens of thousands of people i mean i, I scan in a decent in a regular year i'll do medical scans on easily two thousand people in a year easily good heavens wow how do people find you listening to my show listening to shows like yours they hear me on a show or they read my book angelic attendance or i have a new children's book out called angel messages for kids and that that was came about because i've had so many moms over the years roberta say to me can you please write something that i can explain to my child how they know stuff from past lives and this child can't read yet or how they know things about my deceased grandfather who's been dead for 20 years and and little bobby's telling me that grandpa comes to visit him in his room and he knows all this stuff about grandpa when he was a kid that i didn't even know yeah well, you know and stuff like that and and it's it's come in very both of my books have come in very very um, help they've been very helpful with all this COVID stuff going on because little children especially are we think they're not paying attention but they are they're yeah. not in school they hear their parents they hear news stories and they this just explains someone absolutely yeah. Yeah. yeah oh my goodness I was going to ask you about that but we have too much else we need to talk about and okay. COVID is kind of boring to me now I mean I'm really I don't know how other people feel I'm very sick of it I can't wait till it's no longer an issue so let's talk about um, your your you have a podcast a radio program right and that mm-hmm. I think you probably also have it as a podcast but mm-hmm. people call in and you scan the people who call in mm-hmm. people call in from primarily the Americas because of the time Yes. You know, the time zones. It's at 8 Eastern every Thursday night. It's called Ask Julie Ryan. It's anywhere you download podcasts. And people call in and they ask this plethora of questions. And every week it's a blast because every week it's different. They ask medical questions. Can you scan my dog or my cat? Can you scan my mom? You know, what phase of transition is my grandmother in in another country or another state uh gosh love life information they want to talk to their spirit guides they want love life advice oh, my, take my this goodness. job or should i move yeah. to this new city or um can we do a past life thing can we uh can i talk to my spirit guides who is my spirit guide who's my guardian angel i mean it's just Every week it's different, and it is so much fun. We just oh, have I'm a ball. sure. I'm yeah. sure it would be hysterical. We will put all of this in the notes to the, the program, everyone, so you'll know how to find uh, Julie's, Julie's program. Tell us a little bit about your medical inventions. What's all that about? 
I have invented surgical devices that are sold throughout the world. My two best known ones, and and the first one's been on the market for 30 years, and all my inventions are still being sold now, even today, Roberta. Oh, yeah. What do these inventions do? Well, the first one is used in total joint surgery when somebody gets a new hip or a knee or a shoulder, and it collects the blood post-op, bones bleed post-op, more so than they do during the surgery because they're tourniqueted. And so my device is a disposable device that collects the patient's blood post-op, and then we put a filter on it when the device is full, and we give the patient back their own whole blood so that it it allows them to heal in record time because, first of all, they're getting their own blood. It's fresh blood, the blood that's coming from a blood bank. It's usually been sitting there about a month, and it's just usually just packed red cells, whereas this is plasma and red cells and white cells and all the goodies in it and um and so that's been sold globally for this year it's 30 years which is amazing and then my other best known device is called the bass and that is a big mat that hooks up to suction that collects uh contains and evacuates fluid from arthroscopy arthroscopy surgeries where a knee or a shoulder or a hip is being scoped and they use copious amounts of fluid and it can be 30 40 50 60 liters of irrigation fluid that's on the floor in the operating room oh my word and it's coming out of the patient's knee or shoulder so it's contaminated so the staff is in boots they're in galoshes and it's a mess So my device is a big mat that they stand on and it's anti-splash and they collect the fluid and then it's uh, evacuated and it keeps the floor dry in the operating room. And then I've worked on other products too that are pieces and parts of other systems, but those are my two best known ones. Well, I think that's really amazing. So you really were deeply into the medical field well before you started to do um, your your healing work. Um, I was with a communication degree. I started out as a sales rep selling hospital supplies and started my first company at 25 and, <laughs> and had my first patents, uh, you know, in my late 20s and, and then was off to the races from there. So took money from one company and then founded another company. A lot of the time, I always had my fingers in the medical field, but I also was in other industries. And people have said to me over the years, well, how does that work? And I said, I just was interested in something. So I explored it. I saw an opportunity and I and I uh, took care of a need. I satisfied a need that was going on and then either sold the company or or the need was taken care of and it wasn't needed anymore. Um, I had a, a company that was in the Medicare business for years and Medicare changed their billing laws. So it made my company obsolete. And so we just, I just took that money and started something else with it. <laughs> That's what you do. Well, I'm really impressed. Very few people have had such an interesting life as you are still having. I think this is just wonderful. And your website is AskJulieRyan.com, right? Correct. And that's all one word, everyone. AskJulieRyan.com. So go there. And and is that how people would contact you through your website? Yes. Yeah. Follow me on Instagram at AskJulieRyan. Facebook is AskJulieRyan. Everything's AskJulieRyan. And my books are sold wherever you buy books. 
So, uh, but you can connect to everything on AskJulieRyan.com. Yeah, that's great. That's perfect. What do you want people most to know about what you do and what you've learned by from what you do? We all have the ability to do what I do. It's just learning. It's just all you have to do is learn it. it if you're, if it's something that interests you, we all have the ability. We all come in with it. It's just learning to enhance it and perfect it. And and it's it's a matter of. I can teach you to play chopsticks on the piano, but it doesn't mean you're going to be a concert pianist in a month. You might be, you might be a prodigy and we didn't know it, but, but it's a, it's a matter of, of being interested, learning and then developing the skills. And as of this class that I'm teaching right now, Roberta, I'll have about 75 people that have gone through my class in there. Like I said, physicians, lawyers, scientists, teachers, professors. I think I've had seven professors from all different genres go through my class. And they they then take these skill sets and they go out and they enhance their own lives and they enhance the lives of others. So, you know, whether you're a physician, I have physicians from this country that have taken my class. I have physicians from other countries that have taken my class and they're utilizing these skill sets in addition to what they're doing in their normal allopathic day-to-day work. Um, Likewise, likewise professors, you know, there's an art professor in my class right now. She's going to use these skill sets to help her in her own art work and also in teaching college students. Julie Ryan says anyone can learn to do what she does. That's right. As Learn long, to be a. That's right. As long as you want to do it, as long as you have the the will to do it, you can learn to do it. I think that's extraordinary. What a wonderful, that's sort of a wonderful coda for this whole hour. Because um, I would never have thought that, but if you if you say it, I'm sure it's true. Oh, um, I, it's true for me, and I teach these people from all walks of life. From I think we've had people from six countries go through my training already. I, I love this. Oh my goodness. Well, I, I'm so sorry we've come to the end of our time, but we're going to get get together again in a few months, everyone. So um, that's something to look forward to. You are so much fun. I just can't begin to tell you how much fun you are. Please consider yourself hugged, my dear, and stay warm and stay safe and stay healthy. You too. Thanks so much. Everyone, this has been Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Hasn't this been fun? I'm especially glad you were with us today. Please never forget that you are a powerful, eternal being. You never began and you never will end. And when you really get what that means, it's going to change everything in your life for the better. Next week, our guest will be happiness coach. Who knew there was such a thing? Happiness coach, Elliot Robertson. He'll be sharing with us what is really a delightful book. It's called Say Yes to Life. Seven Keys to Living Full Out from Within. Elliot says that his book, and this is a quote from him, his book is for those who long for the day when corruption will be replaced by the blossoming of goodness. It's written for those who want to see the flourishing of kindness throughout the world through systems of commerce, governance, and medicine, kindness everywhere. This book is written for those who trust that a benevolence is at the helm of humanity's ship, even when the seas are choppy and storms rage. It's written for those who long to accept the presence of divinity within them and for those who take joy in considering what their experience in the world might be like if they were to become more intimate with the inner knower. I just thought that was beautiful. I had to share it with you. 
this sounds like actually all of us would, would want that. So please join us next week, and we're going to ask Elliot to show us how we can make it possible for all the world. This week, our guest has been psychic and medical intuitive Julie Ryan. Julie is amazing. She has these amazing abilities, which she tells us she has learned, and anyone could learn. And that is a powerful, powerful thought all by itself. But she sounds to me, frankly, like superwoman. And today, we've talked about her forays into the field of energetic healing, which it seems to me is going to, uh, poor, poor doctors, is going to replace medical healing um, altogether. I think that uh, this is this is the next stage, and she's doing all she can to make it happen. She's really a one-woman powerhouse. Once science at last accepts the fact that our minds don't generate our, our, our brains, rather, don't generate our minds, but we are all part of one powerful mind, and that's the mind that manifests this universe at every instant. Once we really get that, the kinds of things that Julie is doing will be possible for anyone to do. And Jesus made a point of talking about all of this in the Gospels. Whenever he healed someone, what would he say? He would generally say something like, do you believe I can do this? Then your faith, that's your mind, your belief, your faith has made you well. You know if you read the Gospels, you know that's what he said over and over again. And he was right. Now, all it's going to take for us to, to, to harness the power of all our minds is for us to start to believe that it's possible. And Julie Ryan and a few others who are doing what she's doing are leading the way. So bless her for that. As you know, I have a bunch of nonfiction books, Liberating Jesus, Mike Thomas, all the fun books, and so on. Um, and if you want to talk about any of my books, or if you want to just talk about anything at all, you could always contact me through the green contact block on robertagrimes.com. I do answer every email. Just please be sure to give me your correct email address, because I get cranky when I write a long email and it bounces. Past episodes of Seek Reality are available on webtalkradio.net, realrevolutionradio.com, the wonderful Dream Mission 7 radio family, and just about everybody, everywhere else that you can find a podcast. And, of course, there's also an app. So if you get the app for free in the iTunes store, you can just get our podcast every week. Meanwhile, this has been Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Please enjoy, please make the most of this coming week in our one reality, knowing that you, you are a powerful, eternal being, and you, most of all in the universe, you are infinitely loved. You've been listening to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Roberta blogs and answers questions at robertagrimes.com. Join us every week as we explore what the afterlife evidence and modern science combine to tell us is true about the one reality we all share. Knowing the truth changes everything.